On today's podcast, you get a life update from Liz and Becca. We talk about what we have been dealing with health-wise and let you know that even though the journey sometimes can be frustrating, can feel hopeless, can feel like, will you ever get the answers? There is always hope and there's always reason to work on your health. So take a listen and get to know a little bit more about us. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is we'll get over. Happy update. Yes. This is going to be an interesting podcast. If you are new to the food code, you're going to get to know a whole lot about Liz and I. Um, Liz and I are functional practitioners. We specialize in all things gut and hormones. Um, we do the podcast as kind of a passion project. We love talking, obviously. Um, <laughs> we like to be funny. We never stop talking. Like, <laughs> ever. You guys, sometimes Becca and I will be like, oh my God, we're so busy, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, texting each other. I'm like, okay, well, let's stop texting each other and do the things. Um, and then sometimes we're talking on Instagram and then on our phone and then on Facebook as well. So we apparently do really like to talk. So Carson from the back of the car recognizes your name when it pops up on my Acura screen. He goes, Mama Liz texted you. <laughs> That's awesome. Marcus is still reminding us about the water park for his birthday when Carson and Asher came. Yeah. Um, and the bounce house. He wants to know when are we going back to the bounce house with Carson. You got to come to our house. You go in our bounce house in the basement. Oh yeah, yeah. We did. Didn't we did that once? We and did then that once. And they played in for like three minutes, and then they left, and they were yeah. done with it. Which yeah. is my life. Yeah. Um. But now that they're older, I think they'll probably even like get along better. Mm. But it's just oh my gosh, they <laughs> fought. They've fought when they've been together. Do you remember that at your at Art's fortieth birthday? Carson and him were like fighting with sticks, like actually fighting. I had to take Carson away and we had to leave. I don't remember <laughs> that because I was like running around with my head cut off. Oh yeah. So I think they were like playing initially and then they started throwing rocks at each other. And then what, I can't remember what happened, but one of them picked up a huge stick and was about to hit the other one probably with it. Marcus. And I had this like, <laughs> probably Marcus it was because really bad. he's obsessed with sticks. <laughs> I don't know. The boys will be boys. Um, yeah. But anyways, we typically do a few types of podcasts, variations. Um, we'll often do education, right, on different things, all things gut, hormones, stress, um, and then, you know, health, nutrition, fitness. And then we often do interviews with experts in their area. And Fridays are always mindset. They are fiery. They are tough love. And today we're going to do a little life update. Yeah. Because we don't talk. I mean, we talk about our kids a lot. Mm-hmm. And like things we're doing, but Liz and I have both been going through some interesting things health wise. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I guess I could start. Um, if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while, you know that uh, my husband and I want to have another child and expand our family. We also want to move to Tennessee and we're still working on both of those things. So <laughs> talking to God up there, asking him what he's got going on with the yeah. plans because his plans are yeah, my plans, but my plans are not his plans. Basically, my timeline is different than his. So, um, you know, what I have found during this time is a deeper connection of faith, I would say, um, you know, personally, just working through some of the emotions and disappointment and those types of things um, through this journey. But I would also say that I've found some very interesting things. And, you know, one thing that you keep reminding me of is like, you know, turn your test into the testimony and um, all of the things that I'm learning on this journey are very important. 
um, lessons, also very freaking frustrating um, because of the way that our healthcare system works. So we, let's see, what month is this? It's April now. Um, in January, got the approval to go see, you know, a fertility specialist because you have to try for a year before they're willing to look at further yeah. testing for, you know, either partner, which I completely disagree with. I'm just going to say, um, I get it in one aspect. On the other hand, I think if you have two very healthy individuals who had no problem conceiving the first time, secondary infertility is very common. I've learned that. Um, I don't like the 12 month rule. I don't either. Because then you're looking at, I don't know, four, five, six months of testing, then creating a plan of action. And so you're probably looking at like a two year journey. And um, obviously for me, I think the biggest piece or like the most heartbreaking piece right now is I don't want my kids to be five, six years apart. Like I wanted them closer together. And part of that's on us too. Like we spaced it out and, you know, didn't start trying um, until we were like really ready. So, you know, whatever. You never know, but though. yeah, you, you never know what's going to happen. I got pregnant with Marcus three days after I got my IUD out the first time. <laughs> my doctor was like, wait a second, didn't we just take your IUD out? Um, so yeah, so we're, we're going through that testing now. Um, by the time this airs, I should have had my other procedure. So I had you know, they first take you through like tube check, super freaking painful. If you guys ever have to go through that, Beck and I both have gone through that. Yep. Carson was an IVF baby. (sighs) Yeah. So freaking painful. Um, and then they found something that we, they want to discovery kind of explore, see what it was, if it's a cyst or growth fibroid, whatever it is, is it still there? Is it scar tissue from my C-section? Um, those types of things. So going through that process and at the same time, starting to look at having my boobs explanted. So it's funny. One of our clients was like, oh, my God, I, I didn't know that Liz had boobs, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, guys. So I've shared this before in the podcast. But again, if you're new, um, I got implants in 2016, a couple months after Art and I got married, primarily because I had lost you know, 50 pounds and I had cones that pointed to the floor and that's just not really, it, you know, yeah. A confidence I mean, booster. So, and everyone wants different things with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of research that's come out since then. There's been a lot of lawsuits that's come out since then. Um, I have silicone implants and it doesn't matter if it's silicone or saline, both are toxic to the body because yeah. they're foreign objects. So I actually, <clears throat> am um, interviewing doctors right now to decide which plastic surgeon I want to do the removal and then lift again. You know, one doctor advised waiting until we have our second child, but I'm going to proceed with having them explanted, assuming that I'm not pregnant by the time that surgery gets scheduled and stuff. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, I'm also waiting on a vibrant America, sorry, vibrant wellness um, test to look at mold and 33 mitotoxins. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see that profile just because um, when I did my GI map in 2022, beginning, what was it like midsummer ish? I was doing 75 hard when I did mm-hmm. my GI map, but uh, Candida came back. And so Candida can be a few There could be a few reasons why candida is present, but we don't want to see candida high. I didn't have any of the typical symptoms of candida. And so one of the things can be birth control use, which I did have birth control um, for many years outside of my pregnancy. And 
It can also be due to, um, you know, implants and some other things. So we'll just be curious to see what that test shows. Yeah. I'm really curious. I haven't, I haven't seen those tests very often. Like Liz and I don't work with those as much. Um, so I'm really curious to see what comes back. Yeah. Mold is a black hole of information. It is so, it touches so many things in terms of like, it can be the underlying factor of a lot of people's chronic disease. Yeah. Um, and it's, it can be sometimes hard to uncover and really Mm -hmm. know. And so like, it can be, yeah, it's a very interesting in-depth topic we might need to have a mold expert on yeah and you know when we were on vacation i read that book uh break the mold by dr krista i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god you know it's like connection to all these different things um and actually so my voice is raspy right now i'm on a mold eradication protocol i stopped it for a period of time just as we were kind of doing some of the fertility testing and stuff like that it's just too much on the body and also like emotionally so restarted that and both times that I've started, I've got a raspy voice. So it's very interesting. I'm very curious to see what shows on that test. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I am also doing right now, just because I'm preparing for explant is making sure that I'm detoxifying things as best mm-hmm. as I can. And then there will be a whole journey post explant yeah. as well. So yeah, that's kind of an update on, on my life, just finished the second round of 75 hard. We've given up alcohol, which is really cool. And You've I don't been know. crushing it in life. Otherwise, I mean, through mm-hmm. everything, you have just been so resilient and accomplishing so much. So yeah. you definitely have my emotional days. Oh, yeah, we all do. You know, I, uh, gosh, I have been on probably a six to nine month journey mm-hmm. recent. Like it has been, it's felt like forever. Um, so I also had a GI map done last spring and started kind of doing a protocol around like July, August last summer. Things were going really well. I had the initial like got really gassy, the die off. Um, I had some overgrowths. I had really low good bacteria, really low immune function, which makes sense with my overtraining, probably under eating to an extent for so long. Um, and so things were going really well after the first few weeks of just like a little bit of bloating and gassiness. Bowel movements became way more regular. I felt really good. Everything was going really, really well. Um, and then I implemented a supplement called Mimosa Pudica Seed, which is kind of like a gut scrubber. Um, and it was a little bit of an experiment on my end. I, you know, I was rotating eradicators. And to be totally honest, at that point, I like Liz and I have learned. <laughs> so much in the past six to seven months. Um, at that time, I don't, I did not have awareness around another supplement that I probably would have used in place or alongside it that would have binded better to things. But once I started that supplement, I actually broke out into a full body rash. Um, so I had, well, it wasn't full body. It was mostly my upper torso. So I, for two weeks had unbearable itching I was up in the middle of the night. I was like putting ice packs on myself in the middle of the night, not sleeping. It was so horrible. Nothing would help it. Creams. I used like fulvic acid sprays, like nothing. I stopped all supplements. Um, Nothing calmed it down. I went on a steroid pack, still did not help. Um, Then came home and went to a dermatologist and he gave me like a super high dose steroid shot as well as a steroid cream, which did calm it down ultimately after like a week. Um, and I'll be honest during that time, I was angry. 
I was like, why do I even try with this health journey? Like I'd feel worse than I did three months ago. I, and I had a lot of those moments. I had a lot of like, why me? If I wouldn't have started this, I would have never experienced this. But the other half of me was like, this was going on anyways, underneath the hood. I just didn't know it because I was leaving it all alone. And it was probably creating a ton of stress on my body. And unfortunately, parasites and different things can hide. They can clone themselves. They can not seem like they are there when they really are. Um, And so anyways, after that rash ultimately calmed down, um, I started getting really nauseous. And I was dealing with just like a low level of chronic nausea. And I also that next month started actually my period on day 18 of my cycle. So I normally have very regular like 26 day cycles, 27 day cycles. They've gotten a little bit shorter after having kids, but that can be normal. Um, And I had a cycle on day 18 and I was like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And then I got another cycle on day 19 of that cycle. And then I lost my period altogether. And this whole time, the nausea was still present and I was functional. Like I could go about my day. I was doing exercise, but I could not do anything high intensity. As soon as I started to get my heart rate up, I would feel like I was going to throw up. Um, And I took multiple pregnancy tests because I was like, am I pregnant? Like I can't handle another child right now. Um, And it was, it sucked. I like, I was a shell of myself. I felt like I had no motivation. I was probably like, I, I had no zest for life. Like I was very sad. Um, I I felt horrible like for Nick because at night I was just like, I had no appetite. A lot of nights I didn't eat dinner um, because I just, I couldn't stomach food. Like I, I didn't want to eat healthy. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and it sucked. It, it was horrible. And so I went on vacation to Florida for Disney World. And this was in February, early February. And I was like burning the candle at both ends. Nick had left a week earlier for a work trip and I was solo with the kids from Saturday until Wednesday when I then traveled solo with the kids. And it was just, and then we went to Disney world for two days. And I think that like my body was just tanked and I got sick then and whatever I had made me even more nauseous. And I I was telling my mom kind of about what was going on and she was so worried about me. And so she's like, can you please go to the hospital? Like just go and get checked out. And I was kind of planning on going to a doctor when I got back just to see, get some testing, like a seat. And the other thing is I had gotten blood work before I left and my liver enzymes were elevated. Um, so they weren't super high, but they were in like the forties or fifties and, and they were definitely elevated. Um, and so then I thought it was liver. I thought it was, you know, so I started doing a ton of work on my liver and nothing was helping. Um, I did a liver gallbladder flush and it helped for like three days. And then I felt nauseous again. And so, um, I went to the ER, sat there for three hours, got a bunch of blood work. He told me my liver enzymes were still elevated, but everything else was normal. Got a CT scan of my abdomen. And mind you, I was a little constipated because of, I mean, travel in general. And I think the stress and I was sick. And so I hadn't gone to the bathroom very well the past couple of days. And he's like, yeah, it looks like there's some backup of stool and um, your liver looks fine. Your kidneys look fine. And I think that it's probably just a viral gastroenteritis, but it doesn't really explain your symptoms. So I would just follow up with a GI specialist when you get home and here's a laxative and here is what was the other? Oh, an anti-nausea med. 
By the way, anti-nausea meds make you constipated. So just a fun fact. So he gave me an anti-nausea med, which was going to make me more constipated. And then he gave me a laxative and basically said, I don't know what's going on. Fair. Okay. So I also in this time got my GI map back. And my level of Giardia, which is a type of parasite, was extremely high. And typically when you see Giardia on a, on a GI map, it's like low grade. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very common parasite, but people don't tend to have it in very high amounts. And it's from like, you know, dirty water can cause it. A lot of people get it in Mexico. Um, like you can get it from fecal oral route. So, I mean, I have two small children, very possible. Um, but anyways... I was like, well, shit, this is probably because what can Giardia cause? Nausea. Nausea, vomiting, lots of diarrhea. I wasn't having as much of the diarrhea, which is why I didn't suspect it initially. Mm-hmm. But your liver can cause nausea and it can cause itchiness, which is why I was like, and so I was kind of trying to figure out myself because I'll be honest, I will fight a lot harder for myself than any doctor will. And that's just the reality of it. Um, I'm not saying that doctors are bad, but it's me and it's my health and I will fight for it. So, and I knew that the doctor's situation would probably take months to end up getting all the tests I needed and like basically, you know, so I went on ivermectin, which is what a lot of countries will use for Giardia and for parasites. And literally within two days, I felt completely better. Yep. And that was, I don't know, a month ago. And so since then, have had no issues. And I think I still have some gut work. And I think that maybe when I was doing some initial gut work and I had another parasite last year, blastocystis hominis, that wasn't as high, also a very common one. Um, maybe when I put the gut scrubber in place, it woke up some shit that, yeah. <laughs> that was there anyways. Or I got a secondary infection because I was working on things and then my body was more susceptible because it was, you know, beat down. Um, So anyways, I cannot tell you how much I now value not being itchy 24-7 and not having chronic nausea because there is nothing. Dude, I hate nausea. Like, it is my least favorite feeling in the world. When you were super nauseous with your pregnancies too, which is Yeah, I had nausea with both my pregnancies, all my pregnancies. Um, So yeah, now (laughs) I feel like I have my life back. you know, you we're all training for a period of time. Right? I basically stopped doing anything CrossFit or a hard intensity exercise. I was lifting three, four days a week, maybe, but that was, I mean, it was like 45 minutes a day of those three, four days a week. It was very low compared to what I normally do. Um, my food completely changed like everything. Cause I just felt awful. Yeah. And so during all of this time, you know, it was a very, I got my period back too as soon as I finished the ivermectin, got my period right back. So, um, <laughs> The journey can be very frustrating. It can be very hopeless at times. It can be a why am I even doing this situation? Like, I didn't listen a year ago, I had none of these problems. Mm-hmm. But I know because working on these things, I am now a healthier person. Yeah. And, you know, I think it just goes to the, I think two things I want to say here is number one, that just because you, feel great doesn't mean that there aren't things to work on, right? And number two is you went to two, three doctors in that time. The answer was steroid, laxative, anti-nausea medication. We don't know what's going on. They weren't peeling back the layers of the onion. They weren't digging in with you. So you kept running more labs, more testing. And this is why 
we do the work that we do because it helps us identify things. And as soon as you identified it, you attacked it. The one thing I still don't know what was, was that skin rash. I have no idea what ended up causing that. That's what I always, like I've wanted to figure out and I, I need to understand better. Yeah, you had so many things that like could have caused the skin rash. Yes. It's hard to like pinpoint. And, and I may never know and that's okay. Yeah, sometimes you'll never really pinpoint. So I think for me, I'm like the opposite. I've done all my gut healing protocols and like handle everything like a champ. I did have Giardia show up, but it wasn't at a high level. And I know where I got that. That was when we were at the park with you and Carson and Marcus had an accident in the bathroom. It was like just a shit storm. I am guaranteed that's the day that I well, probably see, got to Nick, Giardia. Nick had stomach bug twice in December with loose stool. And then he, when I started taking the ivermectin, he was like, you know, I've been dealing with like a little bit of nausea. And I'm like, take the ivermectin. Yep. And he took it and he feels better. Yeah. So I think it's important, you know, to just know that sometimes in a healing journey, things get messy, very messy, but you keep pushing forward and keep working on your health and things get better. Right. So that's a little bit of an update on us. We still haven't moved out of the state of Illinois. So we're here. If you guys want to send help. <laughs> um, outside of that business is great. Uh, we hired, we're hiring another practitioner, which is awesome. And we've expanded. We have clients now in the UK, which is really cool. Canada. Canada, yeah. What else is going on in the business? Oh, so much. Um you know, we're just continuing working to make our program and, you know, experience for our clients better and better. And we have big, big dreams for ourselves, for our clients, for our business, for our practitioners. And yeah, we are so excited about all of it. And the grind never stops. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, so many of our clients feeling better, finding answers, you know, understanding what's going on with them. And I think that's really important. Like, I just posted a reel yesterday. It'll be a couple of weeks now by the time this airs, but talking about how IBS is a BS catch-all diagnosis. And what pisses me off more than anything is that people go and they're seeking help, help kind of like you were. And we appreciate on one hand that some physicians say, we don't know. We don't know what's causing this. Yeah. On the other hand, I don't appreciate not being willing to peel back the curtains more, you know, peel back the layers of the onion more and keep digging to help the person get to the root cause and identify what's going on. So, you know, it's been really cool just even with our continuing education courses. Um, for me with restorative wellness, I'll be a master restorative wellness practitioner by the time I'm done with all of their programs. And, you know, we just continue to learn. We've done blood chemistry courses before, but we just continue to learn the updated research. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that I love about the practitioners that we work with in our space is there's so much that's the gut has really probably been, you know, gut health has been kind of a buzzword and a hot topic for like, yeah. you know, let's say 25, 30 years. It's really newer, you know, to research, um, considering other things that have been researched for decades, right? <clears throat> so it's powerful what we do the continuing education and, you know, honing things in, even just with our lab analysis and, you know, all of the tests that we offer, of course, there's going to be deeper levels that you're going to need to go to if you're really, really struggling. And then we have practitioner friends that we refer out to for those things. But the, the work is powerful. And if you feel like you've lost hope, if you feel like I do a lot of things right and I'm healthy, 
what's going on with my body. You got to you got to keep asking why and keep digging and and you will find those answers and you'll get to the other side. But the rain, the journey is not always rainbows and butterflies and sometimes mm-hmm. our plan does not go, you know, as we would like according to maybe our timeline or the results that we would like to see. So we wanted to kind of do this to give you an update, not for ourselves because we like talking about these things, <laughs> uh, but more so to encourage you that if you are struggling right now, just know that everybody is. Every single person is struggling with something um, at some point in time, and it may not just be something that they're sharing with you. Yeah, absolutely. I Hopefully this, I mean, we didn't mean this to be like, woe is us. We wanted it to be like, Liz and I are going to fight for our health every single day. During the, all this time, I had no moment where I was giving up. I, the entire time, I was like, you know what? This sucks right now, but I, by God, I will not give up on myself. I will not let this be my existence. I will not let people tell me this is just how life is. This is just, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. It'll go away in time. Like I knew there was a deeper answer and I was going to fight for that. Um, <laughs> when you feel shitty, you will do lots of things to feel better. And <laughs> listen. Becca might have ordered more supplements than I've anyone I know. I probably spent over a grand on supplements in the past three months. Cause I was like, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. And we figured it out, figured it out with some $40 ivermectin, but <laughs> for Mexico, <laughs> but it worked and I feel like a new person. And now it's just me now on the other end of that, it is me managing my stress. It is making sure I focus on sealing and repairing and rebuilding my gut stronger and stronger. And that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So. so stay tuned because we have a couple of podcasts coming soon. One's going to be all about parasites. Yeah. And the other one is going to be about gut health versus gut healing because they're two different things. Today we talked about gut healing and what that looks like. But we're going to talk about the difference between that journey compared to being on the other side and maintenance and maintaining and supporting just gut health in general. So with that, have a beautiful day. Don't forget to rate, review, share, subscribe, and rate the show. <laughs>